Please turn to the 104th Psalm. Psalm 104. I am very excited to have the opportunity to do this today. Very excited. And I have one very simple goal. I want you excited. I want the Word of God to light you up in excitement for the Lord our God. Amen. I'm sorry, what I have for you is very natural, because that's what the psalmist wrote about, was very natural things. In fact, frankly, scientific things can be found in this passage. Ideas such as the water system and circadian rhythms are found within this passage. And they're all given credit to God. And for those of you who don't know, the water system is evaporation, going up into the air, coming down as rain, coming down through the rivers to the sea and back again. Circadian rhythms are light and darkness and the way that every creature responds to it. That's found within this psalm. So let's get excited. I want you to hear the words of this psalm, and I'm going to try and read it the way it should be read, which is excitement from beginning to end. Psalm 104. Bless the Lord, O my soul. O Lord my God, thou art very great. Amen. Thou art clothed with honor and majesty. Yeah, right. Who covers thyself with light as with a garment? Who stretches out the heavens like a curtain? Who layeth the beams of his chambers in the waters? Who maketh the clouds his chariot? Who walketh upon the wings of the wind? Who maketh his angels spirits and his ministers a flaming fire? Who hath laid the foundations of the earth, that it should not be removed forever? Thou coverest it with the deep as with a garment. The waters stood above the mountains. At thy rebuke they fled. At thy voice at the voice of thy thunder, they hasted away. They go up by the mountains. They go down by the valleys into the place where thou hast founded for them. Thou hast set a bound that they may not pass over, that they turn not again to cover the earth. He sendeth the springs into the valleys, which run among the hills. They give drink to every beast of the field. The wild asses quench their thirst. By them shall the fowls of the heaven have their habitation, which sing among the branches. He watereth the hills from his chambers. The earth is satisfied with the fruit of his works, of thy works. He causeth the grass to grow for the cattle, an herb for the service of man, that, they may that he may bring forth food out of the earth, and wine that maketh glad the heart of man, and oil to make his face to shine, and bread which strengtheneth man's heart. The trees of the Lord are full of sap, the cedars of Lebanon, which he hath planted. Where the birds make their nests, as for the stork, the fir trees are her house. The high hills are a refuge for the wild goats, and the rocks for the conies. He appointed the moon for seasons, the sun knoweth his going down. Thou makest darkness, and it is night, wherein all the beasts of the forest do creep forth. The young lions roar after their prey and seek their meat from God. Right, right. The sun ariseth. They gather themselves together and lay them down in their dens. Yes. Man goeth forth unto his work and to his labor until the evening. O Lord, how manifold are thy works. Amen. In wisdom hast thou made them all. The earth is full of thy riches. Right. So is this great and wide sea wherein are things creeping innumerable, both small and great beasts. There go the ships, there is that Leviathan whom thou hast made to play therein. 
these wait all upon thee, that thou mayest give them their meat in due season, that thou givest them, they gather. Thou openest thy hand, they are filled with good. Thou hidest thy face, they are troubled. Thou takest away their breath, they die and return to their dust. Thou sendest forth thy spirit, they are created, and thou renewest the face of the earth. The glory of the Lord shall endure forever. The Lord shall rejoice in his works. He looketh on the earth, and it trembleth. He toucheth the hills, and they smoke. I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. My meditation of him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. Let the sinners be consumed out of the earth, and let the wicked be no more. Bless thou the Lord, O my soul. Praise ye the Lord. I hope that this week excited you enough, that the opportunity to give God thanks in a dedicated day and to spend time around it got you excited. If it didn't, let me help you. If you're already excited, get more worked up. There is plenty to be excited about. There's plenty to be thankful for. The Lord is good. The Lord is amazing. The first several verses here, the first four verses specifically, are all just about God's character. His mere, the way he is, his existence. I mean, thou art clothed with honor and majesty. We don't give it to him. I mean, we try and ascribe it to him, but he has honor and majesty by himself. He doesn't need us for that. That's his clothing. He covered himself with light as with a garment. He is light. Just remember, because the next portion is about creation a little bit. He deals with creation. There was light before there was a sun, before there were stars, before there was a moon. There was light because God said there is light. That's his might. That is his power. That is his greatness. He stretched out the heavens like a curtain. You know, we can't measure the depths of space. It just keeps going. He made all of that. It's his curtain that he stretched out of his good pleasure and his good will. That's how great God is. Be excited. He's our God. Amen. Then look at his creation. It starts out with a very basic aspect of creation. What was everything when God started it? Water. That's it. This entire planet was water. And then God said, I want some land. Move. And the waves moved. You can see here um, at verse 7, At thy rebuke they fled. As the voice of, at the voice of thy thunder they hasted away. They go up by the mountains, they go down by the valleys, unto the place where thou hast founded for them. So though this started as water, God said move, and the ocean, which again, stand next to the ocean sometime. Just look at it. Go a little way into the distance into that ocean until you're across the horizon. And what do you see? Nothing but water. It would swallow you so easily. God says, move, and it moves, and there are mountains, and there are hills, and there are continents, because God said he wanted it there. That's his power. That is his majesty. And then he looks on, the psalmist looks on at, at what can be done with water. God established a system that continuously moves throughout this earth. There's water always moving. It's in the air. It's under the ground. It's in the seas. It's flowing through rivers, and it sustains all life. Everything needs his water to live. And he did it because he wanted order. That's the thing is this psalm describes complexity, a complexity that we can't manage. We can't even begin to understand in some ways. 
He runs it all because he wants honor and glory. He sustains everything, whether it be water for the grass and the grass feeds the cattle, water for the trees and the trees give home to the birds. And he gives different trees for different birds. Look at the detail that he goes into here. And, and here's the thing is, think for a moment about the psalmist. What's the psalmist doing? The psalmist says, I want to praise God. What should I do? Let me walk outside and just look around. Oh, look, there's one type of tree and one bird lives there. And there's a different type of tree and a different bird lives in that. Thank you, God. Look how amazing you are. Look at this river running past me. And I can see every creature getting water from this river. Everything lives on it. I mean, he gives things for man. He made, he made herb for us that, that we bring forth from the earth, and wine to make our heart glad, and oil to make our face to shine, and bread which strengthens our heart. You know, we're just part of this list. He hits man for a little bit, and then just keeps going on to the rest of creation. This is just the surpassing greatness of God, is we're just in a little part of this list. Because you know what? Okay, so there are seven billion of us in this earth. How many insects are flying around right now? How many other creatures, innumerable as it speaks about in one place here in the sea? God sustains them all because he wants to. It's his order. It's his creation. Then he moves on again to those circadian rhythms as the entire world rotates around that sun going around. In fact, there are bacteria that don't even have eyes that respond to night and day because God designed everything to work that way. He appointed the moon, for se- the moon for seasons. The sun knoweth his going down. Thou makest darkness, and it is night. Again, before there was a sun, there was light and dark, because he said, I want light and dark. And then eventually he said, okay, I need something to make the light, so here's the sun, and here's some stars for you. But it existed by his power alone. How do you separate light from darkness with nothing there? I can't comprehend it, but he did it. Right. And then he designed creatures that, okay, it's dark, wherein all the beasts of the forest do creep forth. He designed them so that they like the darkness. That's when they operate. That's when they see better. That's how they work. That's how he wanted it. The young lions do roar after their prey and seek their meat from God. That's the time when it's their time to do things, but it's still from him. The sun ariseth. They gather themselves together and lay them down in their dens. And then all the night creatures go to bed because it's the time that God said, you're going to want to go to bed when the sun comes up. And then we get up and we do our work. God designed all, again, it's so complex. Just look at the little list here. And this is, this is a short psalm and I'm rushing because there's too much for me to cover. This short little psalm has all these complex things, but it's all his system and it works perfectly. And here's where I wanted to really focus in. Why is this here? I mean, we know how this works. We have five-year-olds in here who know nocturnal and diurnal. There are animals that are up at night, and there are animals that are up during the day. Why does this matter? Verse 24. O Lord, how manifold are thy works. In wisdom thou hast made them all. The earth is full of thy riches. Recognize what it is. That stream flowing past you to the ocean is the riches of God. Those trees and the different fruit that they have and the different appearance and the different animals that live in them, the animals that come out at night, all of that, those are the riches of God in this earth that he deserves glory for because they are manifold works. Then he moves on to the sea. I mean, I don't even have time to go into it, but 
just looking at the sea again, the psalmist very obviously loved water and loved the ocean to just keep going back to the sea about it. But it's, it's bigger than all the land on earth. It has more life in it than all of the land on earth. And again, it's all God's. It's all his playthings. You know, he made the Leviathan to play therein. This great, massive, terrifying creature. God says, hey, go play. And he repeatedly in scripture is referenced. The Leviathan is referenced as something that God takes pleasure in. The book of Job, I made Leviathan. Can you do that? God wants us to know, I made Leviathan to go play in the ocean. Give me glory. These all wait upon thee that thou mayest give them their meat in due season. Verse 27. It's really simple. He made it for himself that they may wait on him. He gives life and he takes life as he sees fit. He gives pleasure and he takes it away. They have difficulty or joy based on his looking upon them and showing them mercy. He takes life. He restores life. All of it's in the power of God. Thou sendest forth thy spirit, they are created, and thou renewest the face of the earth. Everything that lives out there is because of his face being upon it. Now, verse 31, it's for me, the pinnacle of this passage, because it's about God again. The glory of the Lord shall endure forever. We know that. The Lord shall rejoice in his works. God takes pleasure in looking out there and saying, Go play, Leviathan. God takes pleasure out there in saying, okay, lions, go to sleep. The sun's coming up. God takes pleasure in it. Do we? When's the last time you stopped for a second in your very busy modern life? You put down your phone and you stepped outside and you looked around a little bit. That's all the psalmist is doing. He's looking around him. He's not having to do anything great. I mean, it's all very natural. It's all very basic. But he's looking around and seeing the works of God, the goodness of God. Have we done it? Do we glorify in him, him in it? Verse 34, my meditation of him shall be sweet. Amen. You want a sweet life? Meditate in him. Amen. Meditate in what he has done. And again, this is so small. This is so small because it's natural. It's basic. It's from creation. All of mankind can see creation. We know that from Romans 1. This is small in comparison to the New Testament and the truth we have, but you can have joy in this. You can have sweetness. I mean, verse 35, just, just look at verse 35, and guess what? It's not a petition. This is the psalmist saying, I know how your universe works. I see the order you have established in everything. Let the sinners be consumed out of the earth, and let the wicked be no more. I know that's going to happen anyway, because I know how you run things. God, you will bring judgment on the wicked. It's just part of his basic order. Bless thou the Lord, O my soul. Praise ye the Lord. Right. Brethren, are you excited? I hope you're excited. I hope you're half as excited as I am because I've, you know, it was a disappointment to me. No offense. Hearing about more about Christ, I'm excited. But I wanted to get to this because I am so excited to give this to you. But let's also, there is one other thing in this passage that we can't forget. We have to go back to much earlier in verse 4. Because I do have to point you to Christ for one moment. Because Christ can be seen here in just a little way. Verse 4, Who maketh his angels spirits, and his ministers a flaming fire. What other passage is this quoted in? Hebrews chapter 1. Great, God has angels, and they're his flaming fire ministers. 
but they're nothing like his son because he never said unto them, thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Brethren, we have so much to be thankful for. We have so much to enjoy. We have so much to live an excited, happy life. It's all around you constantly. And it's just the base, natural things of this world. Be excited in the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Amen.